back, Detour Podcast listeners. I am back with another um, recording today and doing things a little bit out of order uh, just because this one is going to sort of be an introduction about why I'm doing this podcast and um, an introduction of myself and my special guest today. Um, I have a few interviews already posted from other people who have shared kind of really momentous um, detour moments in their lives. Um, My special guest and I today have had a few detour moments. Um, Nothing so bad as some of the other guests, but um, it did kind of give us some perspective on life and um, kind of the reason that we do some travel um, and just the change the way that we live our life. So I hope that you'll be interested today to hear my story and also talk with my husband, Bob. Hi, honey. Hello. Say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Okay, he's super nervous, which is pretty funny. Um, You know. I'm not nervous. Not nervous? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. We got. just laughing at you. You're laughing at me. Well, we started this about five times already. And first we were in the other room and it was too noisy. And then we came in here and then we needed a drink. And then the dog started fighting. And um, so here we go. Okay, so basically... Um, I started this podcast kind of as a challenge to myself, one, but um, also combining two things that really just um, are an interest to me. And um, one of those things is travel. Um, and that's kind of a new interest for me in the past couple years. And the other is hearing people's stories. I just meet a lot of really interesting people. And I think that Um, We learn a lot from other people and their challenges, and so I wanted to share those um, stories with everyone, and I thought that starting a podcast might be the way, so that's why it's called Detour. Um, We all have our plans in life, and then we get detoured, and um, then we have to decide, are we going to go on the new route and find joy in that? Or are we going to get stuck? Or are we just going to fight it and be miserable? Um, What are we going to do? And then um, our detour moments kind of caused us to start traveling. And so I want to share some travel tips as well. Things that we've learned so far. um, Places that we've been. Some reviews on companies and places that we've been. So that's sort of the point of of this podcast. So I'm just going to kind of um, start... Um, in a sense, interviewing Bob and asking him about what what do you think, honey, was sort of your big detour moment? You started with one plan and then you went another way. I, I would have to say when, when I was younger, I had a vision for myself. Uh, wasn't very clear on what that vision was. Um, in a sense, I could have went a couple different directions, but... Uh, you know, fate has a way of doing things to you. And so I ended up joining the military. Uh, could have played football, uh, could have wrestled, uh, scholarships, uh, different things of that nature. I just did not like school. So I went into the military, uh, not not willingly, but to get my dad off my back. <laughs> and uh, I loved it. Took to it like a fish in the water um excelled at it and i just loved everything about it i got to go out and 
prove myself. I got to go out and show everything about myself that I that I always either believed or wanted people to believe, I guess. And uh, again, excelled at it. Went and did my combat missions, went and did my training, went and did everything. Still have a lot of friends from when I was in the military, people that even reach out to me still today that I trained or trained with. But my my detour moment was really when I met you. Because um, I wasn't in the plan? You weren't in the plan, no. <laughs> I, I planned on doing... 20 years in the military, uh, probably having girlfriends. <laughs> um, just, yeah, I was with the old, if the military wanted you to have a wife or whatever, they'd give you one. They'd issue you to her, and then you could turn her back in when you were clearing post <laughs> and go get another one at the next base, you know? Okay. Um, so, you know, after coming home and stuff like that, after Desert Storm and all the training and everything else, I did not expect to number one be married nine months later after i met you yeah i didn't expect that either actually so that that was sort of my detour moments where i i really didn't know how to adjust again of okay well i'm still supposed to be rambo here but now i've got you nagging me or you do i was responsible for somebody else now yeah Yeah. and you've you've got a wife and not and not just guys to to tell what to do you've got a a wife to try to be married to and a and a family to start yeah yeah, yeah. i had a I had a you know move us and mm-hmm. everything which wasn't which wasn't hard but um i'm more of a loner yeah mm-hmm. and, and making your own decisions even and, in the military yeah. i was always good with the guys i enjoyed the bonding and stuff but i was always a no you guys go ahead i don't want to go out with you i'll go do my own thing well, I would say that even though um, I didn't also expect to to meet you and, and be married, you know, nine or ten months later, whatever it was, um, I didn't expect that. Um, I did always want to be married and, and have children. And, and actually, that's probably one of the only things that did go to plan. Um, I didn't plan to do that at 19, but... Um, we did at 20. Well, yeah. I yeah, we got married at 19 and then I shortly turned 20 a few months later and then we had our first child like a year after that. So, yeah. Yeah. That was all pretty fast. But um yeah, but I always did want to be married and I wanted to have three children and I wanted to have a boy, a girl and a boy. And um I got that. And so that wasn't really my detour moment, but um I would say my detour moment was years later when you um, had to have the back surgeries. So after you got out of the military and um, we had bought our first house, um, I just had had our second child, Jesse. So Bobby was like two and a half or three. And then Jesse was just born. She was like six months old. And then you needed that first back surgery. Yeah. Um, I thought then we were kind of like just getting started with our, with my vision, which was our happy little life of buying a house and um, having our kids and, you know, you having a job and, and all of that. And then you needed a back surgery. That was probably one of the most 
stressful times in my life because I hated my job. Yeah. I, I absolutely felt like I was a kid being dropped off at my job and I don't want to go to school today. Can <laughs> yeah. I just stay home? I got a bellyache. <laughs> uh, you know, I, well, I, I absolutely hated, hated going to work, but it was a good job for the amount of money paid and the benefits. And But I, I actually still to today can look back and be like, I would have done anything besides <laughs> that. I would have so- went to McDonald's probably, yeah. you know? He wound up working for um, a manufacturing company kind of on like an assembly line because when he came back from the military, there aren't a lot of jobs for the training in a sense that he had. Um, Mafia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that are legal. <laughs> and and, and um, just, they- just for the record, I, I was offered... Yeah, you did get that offer for that. We decided that probably was not. No, you weren't involved with it, and and then you. Yeah, I didn't know about that one until later. You were actually a little bit worried because of my my personality when I was approached by somebody who I used to be in the military with. uh, Can you come meet this person? He's really interested in your skill set, and I told him all about you. And I went to the rest little like Denny's, and Mm -hmm. and and he was like, "We'd like you to do some jobs for us," and and I was like okay well, what kind of job are they all bad people i mean if they're all bad it might be oh, worth God. it you know sort of like a movie scenario oh, God. but then you know that my better judgment got the best of me and and you remember they even because he even said i couldn't believe he said that i said well i know how it's going to work i'm going to do a couple jobs for you then you're going to say i'm a liability then you're going to send somebody to knock me oh, off oh gosh okay let's just not go down <laughs> you <this>. know <laughs> Oh, my in life case is nobody, so In case nobody knows, I am the very uh, <laughs> open one. That's what I was going to add the, the thing here of my, my my other plan in the military is if I didn't do 20, and you already know this, I was going to be dead within four years after you married me anyways. Oh, well, right, yeah. I pretty much figured I was going to get whacked off in the military somewhere in some combat zone. Yeah, he, he was in some special forces um, mission type things that... We could tell you about, then we'd have to kill you. So um, we'll just leave it at that. But anyways, so he wound up getting a very safe job in a factory, but really, um, instead of going and killing other people, he wanted to like off yourself versus go into that job every day. But you got to give him credit; he was a good man. He did do it because it did pay well for what he had for that. You know what they had for then and um, benefits for our family and everything so and then you had to have that back surgery and then that back surgery led to another back surgery and another and another for a total of seven in a 10-year period and during that time you know there was some time in between where he was well it would seem like we would just be getting started you know um you wound up going back to school and um well getting into computers which is what he does now um i mean after the after the first back surgery because you know again let's just be honest and transparent here i'm a little bit stubborn yeah so i i went to the doctor and they said i was gonna i had a bad back injury and and uh, I said, well, you know, yeah, it hurts really bad and stuff like that, but I can continue doing what I'm doing, and I'm not worried about it. So I decided to put a new roof on the garage mm-hmm. and carry everything up to the roof myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
everything and then when the pain got too bad you you and my parents convinced me to go back to the doctor and the doctor wanted to know what the hell i was doing yeah for the and last you're like oh putting roofs on and stuff so mm-hmm. um you know i got the back surgery and yeah. and i had quit i had quit my job and put and and went through uh, emt and then started paramedic yeah so even though that you were working the two jobs as a paramedic um at that time um, in Pennsylvania, where we lived, outside of Pittsburgh, the um, wages for that were still, you know, we were kind of scraping by a little bit, and um, I was staying home, you know, with the kids, and now, by that time, um, we had um, one more um, on the way, and we had our third child, EJ, and then we got an opportunity to um, move to Florida, uh, we came here on vacation, stayed for a visit for a while, and then um, you got an opportunity to come work down here. Then um, this was sort of like after the paramedic thing, um, that was when you did the computer training and kind of went into that well, because... Yeah, so I mean, I, I started on computers while I was a paramedic, uh-huh. um, just just learning myself. Uh, you know, I taught myself, uh, I was always always when I was younger good computers uh, learning and stuff so um so when you know before we moved to florida i was doing some computer stuff up in in the pennsylvania area um, yeah and uh went to went to community college and mm-hmm. um tested out of the computer classes and I had to take my which was harder yeah for me my english and mm-hmm. mass and and so on and so forth but uh yeah and then when we came down on vacation i um we left in the snow. Yeah. We I came had, I had to pushed a car out of the driveway because it <laughs> yeah. snowed. Um, get it out of the snowbank, if you remember. And uh-huh. we drove down here with the kids and got down here and it was nice. And we were like, okay, let's just, you know, think about moving to Florida. This has got to be better in Pennsylvania. And, were, and at that time, there was a big computer boom down here. Yeah. Right. So, so, so I fast went and interviewed for- on vacation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, we. He, he got a call, but, you know, they wanted somebody to start right away and um, all that stuff. And that, that's a big, long story. But eventually we wound up, he did wind up getting a position down here. Oh, God, and that was a story in itself, too, because that well, guy wound the, up the being biggest, a scammer. The biggest thing and, is we, we made a decision. Yeah. A decision we never thought was coming. Mm-hmm. We went home. Yeah. I, I, had a, I basically had a job offer. Uh, I finished remodeling the house maybe i'll finish remodeling this one if i ever get another opportunity (laughs) but i i I finished it in 30 days yes and we put we had put the house up for sale yeah moved down here unsold the Mm -hmm. house was unsold and Mm -hmm. it sold 30 days later or whatever it was right Mm -hmm. it wasn't too long thank god yeah we went home and for 30 days i basically now we know why i needed all the back surgeries yes because i was trying to build a house in 30 days yeah and i feel bad for the people that bought our house because um, <laughs> uh, oh. we let the kids draw on the walls and i was like i'm covering it anyways with paneling go ahead have fun with the kids and the kids yeah. loved that when they were little yeah but anyway so we sold that house um we wound up in florida and we've been here since 1999 and um you had one back surgery, one back surgery in Pennsylvania, right? One and back all the surgery rest here. in Pennsylvania. Yeah, and, and then, then six more here. Six, and uh, six or seven, I don't. I think know. you've had seven altogether, so that would be six more. I think. Well, anyways, six or seven. Um, yeah. So seven, I know, was in a ten-year period. Um, 
And the last one was really kind of like the thing that changed everything for us because, um, as I said earlier, you know, you have seven back surgeries in a 10-year period. Do the math. Just about the time that he would recover from one, get back to work, get established. We'd get caught up, you know, from the um, bills. bills and finances of, of him being off work for whatever amount of time it happened to be it was time for another back surgery and the last surgery wound up really um being a doozy um it came out of nowhere i mean they all did right well but this this one in the surgery um something went wrong in the surgery and um he was having a fusion and when it went wrong all the hardware that goes in there isn't supposed to come out but there was a problem with one of the pieces um and when he was trying to recover um he was not recovering so he went back to the doctor and they found that a a part had gone in wrong and so it was the most challenging i think because i i had been good for a couple years Mm -hmm. um and and i had the job that i was doing traveling every week uh, yeah for a couple years and and going all over the country and down the Caribbean and and you know all those different places South America, um, and uh, all of a sudden one morning I woke up and my left arm wouldn't work. Yeah, and it wasn't even back; it was my neck. Yeah, it, it was you know spine, but mm-hmm. um, and again stubborn me, mm-hmm. uh, it just let it get worse and worse, and it didn't help other situations. There's a story in it amongst itself. But, you know, I ended up having that surgery. Mm-hmm. And just when I got over Recover that, from that one. We flew up to Pennsylvania for your grandmother. Yeah. In the mm-hmm. hospital. Mm-hmm. We're up there. Okay. We came home. Everything ended up being fine. Nothing bad happened. Um, and if you remember, I stood up on the plane when we landed in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And I felt the pain go in my hip. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, God, I haven't felt that for a long time. Little did we know that something had, I don't know what it was, mm-hmm. but it just it just went. Yeah. And uh, so that was three surgeries in From that nine one months. Thing. Yeah. In not, yes, it was three surgeries in nine months. Major yeah. surgeries and, and yeah. the one in the middle being the major one. Uh-huh. Which was supposed to take three hours, ended up taking nine because mm-hmm. there was all kind of problems and complications mm-hmm. um, with the screws and the, the titanium rods and everything, and and it was much worse when they did the test. They you know than what they thought it was going to be. Right. Um, and then the subsequent because faulty hardware, mm-hmm. uh, having to go in and not knowing if I was ever going to walk again. Yeah, that was that was very very scary because um, at this point our kids were they were still they were in middle no they were still in elementary school. Bobby was um, the oldest. Bobby was oldest. I think he might have been in sixth grade. I can't remember the math right now and the and the years. But anyways, they were still little kids. Two thousand five. I remember still, fondly. Yeah, two thousand five. They were still little kids. So he would have been twelve. Um. And here's the potential of um, my husband may be in a wheelchair forever after the surgery. It was pretty much a 50-50 chance if he would be walking after the surgery, if he would be paralyzed, um, if he wouldn't. And by a miracle from God, I think, I don't even know how, 
um, he, they were able to take the screw out. It went into the perfect spot that it could um, without causing damage to his um, spinal cord. Spinal cord. Um, and he still has some residual damage, you know, numbness and neuropathy and still some, some pain and things. But as far as any paralysis and things like that, um, that all thankfully worked out. But I do think at that moment, we did decide, um, you know, for a little while, we just, you know, were grateful, but we kept thinking, okay, if we make it another two years and he doesn't need a surgery, okay, we made it another year and he mm. doesn't need, you know, for a little while, we were always waiting for the next yeah, one. It, it changed It changed my view of, of life right then and there. Um because I didn't know what was going to happen the next day. I didn't mm-hmm. know if I was going to be having another surgery in three months or I was going to be paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it made us, it made me financially reevaluate yeah. where we were and going, okay, well, you know, I could be making $300,000 a year, but I'm not going to go buy that boat because I might be in a hospital in six months. Yeah. So. We decided, we, we bought a starter home down here when we moved. Um, you know, a small house, uh, one bathroom. Yes, five of us for one bathroom. And we still have one bathroom. So, all you whiny people. Um, you can make it work just can, fine. You can make it work just fine. <laughs> and it helps if you have some boys that can go pee in the yard, too. Because sometimes that has to happen. Ladies, learn some <laughs> bladder control and you'll be fine. Don't run to the bathroom every five minutes. <laughs> but, yeah. So, you know, we worked it out. There's there's really, you know, things that you need and things that you want. And we decided that we wanted um, some financial security more than we wanted to buy a new house because it, a few years after the surgery, you know, it, um, he, he kept working hard at his job and, and getting some advancements and, and things were, you know, pretty good for us and everything. And we could have afforded to buy a bigger house. Yeah, and we actually even and, looked into it, especially yeah, when we the did. market downturned. Yeah, and, and we it, thought, well, this might be a good time for us to... Were, the $400,000 houses were $200,000. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'll buy a $500,000 house for... Two hundred and fifty thousand, or yeah. something with a pool and and. But at this point, we had almost paid off this house, and we decided that it was better to not have a mortgage and have the security, um, of having a paid house where we just had to, um, you know, pay our taxes and the well, basic and, stuff. And, and even, we just we didn't even have credit cards because I refused to yeah, use credit cards, right? Because I didn't want to have a balance ever that I had to worry about paying for. And, yes, mm-hmm. and 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 all those different. And we kept crappy cars. Yeah, we've always just uh, you know bought bought our cars and we don't trade them in every couple years. We buy them and we take care of them and we pay them off and you know we we keep them. Um, and uh you know our kids are now driving one of our old cars and it's still still running good and everything and and so we just you know decided that things were not that important to us um that our family was most important for us our um financial security of being able to take care of ourselves and live within our means um even then back then i did a lot of um couponing and deal searching and trying to make every every buck that you did make goes for as far as you you know we could with that but 
we had really decided at that point that those were our family values that um, we would not be, you know, and we've got a nice home, you know. And the, and the other things, like I said, with that was, so every time I get a twing in my hip or pain from doing something, I do the, oh, go oh, crap, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Um, or worrying about losing a job mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Because, I mean, you know, I had a, I worked for a good company, didn't always see eye to eye for, with them, but, uh, you know, they just couldn't keep me. On disability for well, or, I mean, or temporary, disability, not disability, but they temporary. couldn't hold my position open right. for six nine months, and I'd right. only come back for a month, and then I'd be like, "Well, he's back in surgery again." Mm-hmm. And, and so th- those were hard lessons to learn. Yeah, mm-hmm. in, in life and in in hindsight, being twenty twenty, you know, you look back and you go, "Oh, okay, mm-hmm. uh, I understand where he's coming from," and that guy was a good guy or whatever. You know, you don't yeah. always see it at the time, but but yeah. yeah, it definitely changed the way we looked at things and. And so on and so forth. And I mean, in all reality, this is called detour. But we've had several. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Several detours. Along the way. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, a detour for me when I was younger. This was That was a detour with the backs and every mm-hmm. time. And then even a detour when, when we saw my parents yeah. aging of, okay, we're not going to wait. Because, again, we already knew that tomorrow never guaranteed. Right, and we didn't know if, you know, you, you it doesn't mean that you, you know, might not be. I mean, none of us know if we're going to be here tomorrow. But you had, you know, actual probability of having, you know, an injury happen again. Because the other ones really came out of nowhere. Um, and so we just learned that there was no time to waste. And then, um, you know, as his parents, his parents had done a lot of traveling when his dad retired. And we watched them go all over the world and do these different things. I will add that the really the only real severe case of we have to worry about injury is when you have a back fusion and your wife has you lay down flat on a bench and <laughs> she doesn't believe you can put your back not flat because it's permanently welded and curved in, a, in, a, in an arc curved <laughs> position and she decides to start pushing on your stomach to try to get it to go flat. I was trying to have you talk. We were doing sit-ups. No, you said you did not believe that I could not lay flat. So let me jump on your stomach to prove you wrong that you're just arching your back on purpose. You were fine. Oh, gosh. Thank God. I can hurt your back this time. Oh, my wife, she jumped on my stomach and broke my back. That explains the bends in the titanium rods that are permanently holding it that way. Oh, gosh. So, anyways, we, we decided, you know, um, I, and again, as I said, um, we've been married for 26 years now. So, and since we started our family young and we had our kids young also, they're now, you know, in college and, and starting to do their own things. Um, so, we started um, traveling a couple years ago. And that really started because it was going to be, it was... It was our, our 24th year marriage, and I was looking forward, and I made a side comment where I said, um, oh, we should go to Europe for our 25th anniversary. You said, you're taking me to Europe. No, I said, we life. should. That's what I want. In 25 so, years, I should go be able to go to <laughs> Europe. Is what hey, you said. after, after uh, all of the 
Just rewind and no, listen no, to the first half of this. Yes. No, but no, I mean, in all, in all fairness, I got to travel all the time when I was younger with my parents. Yeah. So they they love to travel. So we were all over the United States, you know, a camper, you know, towing behind us for like a month at a time in the summer when we weren't in school. And so I got to see Arizona, you know, all this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then for the job I had, um, which my wife was, you know, always considered a glorious, mm-hmm. I got to get on a plane every Monday morning and fly to a different part of the country or Caribbean or whatever for work. And people go, oh, you're going to Antigua mm-hmm. or Dominica or Grenada or Atlanta, Georgia mm-hmm. or Tulsa, <laughs> Oklahoma, you know, really all over the United States, almost every state. Um, and then flying back home on a Friday night, wash my clothes. And, and, and yeah. so you always were like, oh, you get to see all these places. And I'm well, like, that's well, because I was home Monday through computer room somewhere. Yeah. And that's <laughs> because. Uh, Fridays by myself. And they're like, how many? And I'm like, just one. Nobody likes me. I'm just here by myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, can uh, you sit at the bar, sir? Because nobody likes a lonely person sitting at the table <laughs> eating their sesame jack chicken strips, okay? <laughs> yeah. And I was just home with the kids Monday through Friday doing all the mundane, you know, mom's and homework stuff and all that stuff. So, yeah, his life did seem more exciting than mine. So, but anyway, so um, he started looking into vacations for that European trip for our 25th and um booked us a central european tour and um a year early a year early yes it just happened to be a great deal at the time yeah and um that's one of our favorite um travel tips is um gate one travel is where you found it and if you are new to traveling and especially if you're new to international travel highly recommend this company gate one travel um they take care of everything and um if you look and you get one of their good deals they really maximize the time that you have you have somebody there that is gonna um take you around and show you everything it's very fast paced yeah so you got to be able to get up and go i mean it's not like super fast like hey here's the f tower let's go yeah Um, no you see plenty but um and there's downtime that you can build in there or there's extra excursions that you can add um but they really do handle everything for you you've got a dedicated guide and a dedicated driver and so you don't have to think and, of everything and they, and they have not we're not trying to sell gate one travel trust me yeah uh, i don't get any trips out of this no they don't even know we're doing talking about them right but um you know they have the guided and then they have self-guided mm-hmm. we we did have the advantage which i highly recommend of of being able to talk to people that have been to the places that you're going to uh so luckily for me my my parents had went to these areas uh, Mm -hmm. right at the fall of the you know the end of the cold war um and so uh, i was going oh well you know this this place oh yeah you'll love that this is this bridge and 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 so they they sort of knew so that that's what really cemented it and sold it for us because they were able to go oh yeah you're gonna love this yeah, yeah love this that. is a really good tour and they've set up all the highlights of things that you'll definitely yeah, want to see it was see. a good uh, yeah ten, uh, we, we were 10 con- days it was we were concerned because it was 10 days yeah that seemed like a long that seems so long, long yeah mm-hmm. um but we were visiting four or five countries yeah we started in budapest hungary and then we um saw vienna uh berlin bratislava bratislava prague or czechos yeah republic yeah um uh where else or somewhere else we saw berlin uh no i said all those yeah 
I think that was it. But the the funniest thing was on this, I guess, is the thing again. I guess you could say detour moment. I was excited to go, but now I was looking for travel deals. Yeah. And I just happened to figure out a way after many, many days of being on several different travel sites, Travelocity, Expedia, all these different things. Um, I wanted to go to Iceland. Didn't know why I wanted to go to Iceland. Didn't know what was in Iceland. Mm-hmm. Um, I called her up at one work one day and said, uh, hey, do you want to go to Iceland? It's going to be like, you know, $1,000 a person, round trip airfare, hotel, uh, so on and so forth. And... We ended up going to Iceland before, actually before the a month before, and yeah. She, and, and she was like, "Oh my God, I don't know if I can go to Iceland for five or six days, whatever we went for. Come home for thirty days, and then go to Europe for ten. What are we gonna do? We're gonna be gone for so long." And uh, yeah, we had kicked the travel bug off. Yeah, it really did. I Iceland was not on my radar um, at all. I actually didn't even know like what was gonna be in Iceland. Um, but we had a, a great time, and that's definitely a place that I would like to go back to again and spend, yeah, and spend took, some more time. Yeah, we took Jesse because yeah. she was like, I want to go to Iceland. Yeah, our so daughter. our daughter came on that one with us, and um, we had a great time there. And then we, we did the European tour, which was awesome. Really enjoyed Yeah, yeah really that was really, that. really fun. Um, and um, these were all kind of like big challenges for me anyway because I had a real strong fear of flying. Um, we had done some little small trips here and there just from like Florida back to Pennsylvania and it was hard for me to be on a plane for two or three hours. Nobody wanted to sit next to me no. because they <laughs> thought she was going to throw up. And she did I, one time. Oh my God. <laughs> I used to get myself so worked up. I was so nervous and so worked up. I would literally oh, make I myself... I want to sit next to dad. Bark. I don't want to sit next to mom. Mom's going to throw up in that bag on the plane now. Oh, so then I got paranoid about barfing and so then I wouldn't eat and then I would just be sick because I wouldn't eat for like a day before we flew and I would just feel terrible. But um, I just kept um, doing these trips and, and then we took a little actually went on that work trip with you to california and that was like seven hours and um oh yeah we went on uh, california yeah we went, yeah we, we wound up going to california, to california. Yeah, yeah yeah on a work trip so anyway so being on a plane for like nine to eleven or twelve hours was, back then the flights were different because compared to they are now mm. um and that was just a, a few years ago yeah we had to go from tampa or the Florida area, or like yeah, to Tampa, right to New York, to New York, wait in New York sometimes for five hours, six hours because yeah. you get there early in the morning, and then the international flights don't leave until nine o'clock at night, and you're like, hey, let's rub this run the subway system around JFK <laughs> yeah. for five hours. Yeah, we did and that one time. Terminal. Um, <laughs> let's get off at this terminal and see what's here. But um, now most of the flights are pretty direct. At yeah, least, mm-hmm. at least recently. Yeah, at um, least here to Tampa. Yeah, they've uh, they've added a lot more flights um here in Tampa, so that's been good. But um, yeah, no. Uh, so I mean, Europe was really good. We learned a lot of valuable things on that. Um, because there was a lot of well seasoned travelers. Yeah, one of my favorite tips was um is what I do now is um there was a lot of pe- older people on the on the trip that I've done lots and lots and lots of trips and you can only buy so many tchotchkes and one thing the one lady said that she didn't buy a lot of souvenirs unless there was something specific that somebody wanted but she always got a postcard wherever she was at 
and she mailed it back to herself at her house from that place so it would have the date and it would have the postmark from the country um, where she was in and she would write herself a little message and then it usually showed up a couple weeks after she got home and it was a good little um, souvenir so um, I always do that now I get a postcard and mail it from wherever we are back to myself yeah, and I save thing, those the other thing I think we learned was good camera yeah you can use iphone but uh your your pictures will be good but good for viewing you know i actually if you want to blow them up it makes it a little bit harder i actually invested the money because of the trip we were taking and bought a nikon yeah the osr yeah um and i can tell you what if you can't take pictures that camera will make you look like you actually know what you're you're doing doing. Yeah. yeah yeah i think the other thing that we learned a lot about um traveling and since then we've gone to um rome we've gone to poland we went back to budapest we went to i was in the philippines yeah he Um, went to the philippines for work we went to norway um we're getting ready to go to switzerland did i leave anything else no no um but one thing that we did kind of learn especially going international is um kind of how ignorant we can be as Americans. Um, I feel kind of like dumb sometimes when I go over there because everybody speaks at least two languages. Two at the minimum. Yeah, two at the minimum. Um, Thankfully, a lot of the, a lot of, people do speak english um so that helps us out it did not help us in vienna i didn't i didn't even even think about this though but some good travel tips that i will i will tell you if you're if you're going on an international trip and you want to take extra luggage pay the extra hundred bucks to check all the bags yeah it is so much nicer just to be in the airport with your backpack yeah that it really is yeah plane and not have to worry about it i mean if your luggage doesn't make it, it's not going to make it anyways. Right. But mm-hmm. um, it's just so much more. You're not lugging it around. You're not going up and down escalators, fighting people in line to take your luggage. Yeah. Trying to put it in an overhead bin. Um, always get some cash through your bank of the local well, currency. Well, cur- yeah, whatever the currency is for that where you're going. That way you actually going. understand what you're getting because, mm-hmm. you know, every country's different. And mm-hmm. in one country, a hundred dollars might be fifty thousand of theirs, and in another country, it might be twenty. Yeah. So you, when you go to the ATM, unless you have a foreign T converter, we we actually saw people on our first Europe trip uh, try get to out get like a thousand dollars accidentally. Yeah, yeah. Um, they of, thought they were getting out about forty dollars, and they wound up getting or a hundred dollars, and they end up getting like a thousand. Yeah, it um, was, and they were like, "Oh, didn't mean to do that." And and we were only staying in that country for two more days, so now they had like a thousand dollars of this currency <laughs> that they were but, trying to. But I mean, you're right. Get rid that of. is one thing again that as Americans, we're taught American history, mm-hmm. um, a little bit about the world. Um, but we're we're very ignorant of just other cultures, and they they actually probably know American history better than we do. In some ways, they know. Yeah, they know. They um, they surprise me um, of knowing. They generally really like Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be honest. They don't like everything about us, which understandable. We don't even like everything about us. Uh, different, you know, factions or whatever within the United States or different policies, right, whatever. I mean, I think that was the one thing we learned where 
when we were talking to the people in, I think it was uh, Germany or Budapest, wherever it was, uh-huh. but we were saying, you know, a lot of the Americans were saying, well, what do you think about, like, Russia? Uh-huh. And he was like, well, they're our neighbor. We don't have the luxury of just telling them to go to go hell. Go fly okay, yeah. We have to sort of get along with our neighbor a little bit, be mean, but at the same time, get along and have a dialogue. You guys are over there and don't need them. Mm-hmm. We, we do. We still have to live with each other. Yeah, because, you know, all of those countries are all, you know, butted up together. I mean, they're, they're as close as our states are. So just imagine if, if we were having a war with, you know, if you live in Florida and we're having a war with Georgia, um, you know, and you're... you're yeah, Georgia's he, like, you're not coming through here. Yeah, you're not coming through here to get to any other, States. you know, and, and these kind of things. So they really do um, try to... Um, keep peace with their neighbors and um and you know respect but it's very cool to also be able to just you know take it's, a train and and be in another country you learn, know learn a couple words just pleasantries for yeah. the country you're going to um you don't have to speak german you don't have to speak polish you don't yeah. have to speak you know uh italian right But if you know a few words of, like, thank you, hello, um... Please, please, excuse me, you know, know, they they really appreciate it. And I will tell you, in most countries, they actually probably speak English better than we do. Yeah, they speak very well, actually. Yeah, that was the kind of thing, you know, it it does, it makes me feel like I want to know another language. Um, oh, one other, one other... tip that we did learn on our first trip also with the luggage or or packing was um some some people um packed some clothes what they did was they went to thrift stores and they bought some travel clothes they would take and then on their way yeah in their suitcase and then when they were leaving to come home if they had too many souvenirs and were over the weight they would leave those clothes clothes behind at the desk and tell them to donate them to somebody um, so that they would not be overweight with their Which we luggage. To, we wanted to sell our clothes in Iceland because clothes were so expensive there, even at the secondhand shop. We oh, were, we yeah. Like, we should just take half our clothes because we got at Walmart. Yeah. And we can get like $50 US for a pair of jeans here. <laughs> yeah. European countries and the Scandinavian countries actually love um, American music and a style from the 80s especially in iceland they were playing 80s music everywhere the thrift stores were full of like the stuff that won't sell in goodwill here because it's like obviously from the 70s and 80s um not the in style stuff like now and and like a pair of jeans that was way out of date style was like 40 dollars there it was I like couldn't, i couldn't find a belt nice <laughs> you could not find a belt that did not look like some kind of wacko and, thing. and then the belts <laughs> that even were good were like 80 dollars us yeah. and i was like i will go to the hardware store and buy some string i <laughs> never because i mean long story funny story we bought these pants for me uh, at walmart and they seemed really good they they were like oh these are really comfortable they're gonna they be comfortable like an, and roomy. they had like a little expanding waist on the side so when you're sitting for a long time on a plane it's like oh this is so good it's not putting pressure little did i know that they were gonna like stretch out the morning so walk. the morning we got to iceland we couldn't check into our hotel until two o'clock in the afternoon we get there six and eight six a.m my pants are practically <laughs> falling down <laughs> 
And she turns around and looks at me because I, I, I vape. I have my vape in one hand and I have my hand in my, my, uh, my pocket. My, my, my pocket. Well, no, my, my pocket of my like uh, hoodie thing, you know, because I'm the weird one. I don't get cold, right? And she goes, what are you doing? And I said, I had to put my hand in my pocket, <laughs> take my finger and wrap it around my belt to hold my pants up. Now, of course, my wife and daughter want to go tromping all over downtown Iceland and Reykjavik. Um, and so, yeah. While your up, pants were falling I down. ended up holding and I was just like, I'm just going to sit down. So that's I'm why just going to wait. So that's why. So now I just don't even wear pants. I just, you know. <laughs> He just goes in his underwear. No. uh, (laughs) That's why we were looking for a belt in Reykjavik, and we decided we didn't want to spend $50 on a belt. So, there you go. Make sure your pants fit, too, when you travel. They fit when I left. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. PTSD. Oh, God. Okay. So that's crap. Um, no elastic waistband. Oh, and then also, um, you and Jesse did this with, with Reykjavik um, for sure. And now we do it all the time. Um, go online before you're going on your trip. Um, oh, yeah. And go on Google Maps. Find your hotel. Find out where you're going to be. And walk around on the street view. Um, we kind of got a little lay of the land before we even got there. And it really does help, especially if you're on your own, because you don't waste a lot of time trying to figure out where you're going yeah, and where you're I mean, at. You kind of are already familiar now, with it. I mean, the funny thing was, Jesse and I did get lost on Google Maps. <laughs> you got um, but because uh, we, we were following that one road, then it took a U-turn, and then we ended up on a highway somewhere, and we were trying to find, and we got impressed with, we wanted to see the guy on the bicycle where he was going that the Google car picked up. <laughs> so we followed the guy on the bicycle for like 10 miles, and then we were... Over the, Google Maps. Yes, we kept following oh. him on the side of the road. As they the were Google, taking a picture of him? Yes. So Jesse's <laughs> like, I want to know where he's going. <laughs> So we we figured you, out you could enter, entertain yourself all day long um, just going on but Google Maps. When we got there, we knew where the church was in the yeah. city. Uh, you know, I was like, I'll go down here two blocks, turn up, and you're gonna go up the hill here. Uh, things of that that nature. Um, I mean, there, there's a lot of little tips and tricks. Oh, and YouTube. Go on YouTube, and um, there's a lot of travel vlogs and um, videos and things of. Um, pretty much anywhere that you want to go people that have been there um and they'll give you tips of what to see what not to see things that you might not have thought about um like i never knew in some countries that you need coins to go to the bathroom publicly um they don't have free public restrooms so i always had to have what i called pee pennies even though they weren't they weren't pennies they were for guys and girls yeah so you don't have toilet paper in there you yeah. have to bring your own toilet paper for yeah. a lot of the places. Yeah, well, everywhere I went had toilet paper, but I did have some extra in my um, in my backpack just in case because, because there the, was the one the, place that did the, not. Some, some yeah. of the public restrooms are actually the old Roman yeah. bathrooms where yeah. it is literally a, a rock with a hole in it <laughs> mm-hmm. that you've got to go in and sit where, I guess, Caesar yeah. sat. <laughs> And, uh, you know. Yeah. So um, it's very cool, you know, to do these things. But sometimes you, you don't figure them out until you get there if somebody doesn't tell you. So um, there's a lot of good information on YouTube. Um, also, 
you can look and watch, you know, some guides. Um, Rick Steves is one of our, he's been like around forever. Um, and he's gone all over the place. Um, he's really good as far as travel, uh, information. Hitting the highlights. Yeah. yeah hitting the highlights and, and, um, you know, of course, if, if you, you know, join some travel sites, um, people will share experiences on there. Make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. Because Actually, on, on Facebook, there's the Gate One Travel Group. Yeah, there's it's a not affiliated with the company. It's um, just people that use Gate One to travel with, um, and they will give their reviews of, of what's going on. Was this excursion worth it? You know, um, d- don't miss this. Definitely I mean, our, our, our spend the money to do that. To, to give you a perspective, our, our guide on the European one through them, he spoke six, six, seven languages. It was six languages, I think. Yeah. Um, and very knowledgeable. I mean, we were on this tour bus, right? And he could talk for four hours. Yeah, he, he was just, giving us all kind of information as we were driving this, along. Over there is that. Yeah. Um, you know, stop here, go back around the circle, so they can get a picture of this. That necessarily weren't stopping there. It wasn't mm-hmm. worth the stop, but it was something nice to see. So make sure everybody get pictures. Um, like I said. I, you know, again, whenever you're going through a travel company, any company, whether, you mm-hmm. know, Walmart, whatever that may be. Walmart has a travel company? No, what I'm saying is any company. Oh, okay. You're, you're going to, if, if you go to Amazon and you're oh, looking God, at... Oh, God, can you imagine a Walmart travel No. <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're looking at Amazon and you see, like, this product has five stars and then you yeah, see... Yeah, then you read the reviews. And you're like, wow, these people really hate it. And then there's everybody else's five stars. Right. You're always going to have some people that have a bad experience with something mm-hmm. uh, or, or whatever. So we're not endorsing any particular company, per se, or mm-hmm. saying any this one's better than the other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, we're just purely basing it on our experience. Most of our, uh, besides that one, all of our other trips, I have actually personally planned. Yeah, um, and through Travelocity. Um, you can find some really great deals on there that include, like if you, so lots of people... You know, we'll kind of be like, wow, you guys are traveling again. You know, how can, how can you afford to be, What does your husband do for a living? Okay, so my husband makes a, you know, a nice living, but he doesn't... I know, people, I know people that make double what we make. And so it really is our choices. It's our choices to live in a smaller house that's paid for, that we don't have a mortgage. It's our choice to not spend money on a lot of things, um, to live with one bathroom, um, all those kind of things like that are choices um, for us because we would rather spend our money that we have on experiences. And um, we don't spend our money on a lot of, you know, other things. Um, so that's everybody's choices. Um, but Travelocity, the, the trick, folks, um, one, I, can't, I can't tell you all the tricks, right? It just takes too long. Um, and it's just, it's just, you just learn from doing it. Like I said, I sat there for days and just put different options and different dates in and, and so on and so forth. Oh, let me move this one day. Let me move yeah, this Yeah, and two see days. if it changes, let right. Me, and mm-hmm. it, it does change. Yeah. It changes mm-hmm. from whatever day you leave to whatever day you come back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, two, two tips I'll actually give you. If you find a flight on a certain day that you're leaving that you really love, like, oh my God, that's a direct flight. Yeah. Uh, keep that date. And just move your end date or move your start date mm-hmm. uh, to find a better flight. But with Travelocity, uh, we'll, I'll be honest with you, if you're willing to fly an extra two hours mm-hmm. uh, or have an extra two-hour layover, and I know it's really inconvenient to you know 
be traveling for 12 hours when people used to come across the Atlantic on a boat for two weeks. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of times they run deals of the day, uh, every day, and they, they run specials. And, you know, most people I know to travel, they go to the airline, they, they purchase their tickets. And we ran into this a lot in Poland where people were like, how did you get this whole trip for what it almost cost us for one plane ticket? Mm-hmm. Um, because we did our plane tickets and they were really good flights, right? Um, but our hotel was free. Yeah, because it was it was a pl- package I think we deal for like four nights. Yeah, out it, of eighteen. Yeah, we went hotel. to Poland for eighteen days, and the package deal was combined with the hotel. So our flight and hotel was together and then what happens is you book your flight and then it gives you the hotel options and some of the hotels will will be no additional fee and some may be fancier and they might be an extra twenty dollars a night or an extra thirty dollars a night yeah, or whatever it's like your so base. it's your choice to go through and pick but we just went through found um a hotel that was going to be kind of centrally located to where we wanted to be um, we looked at the reviews separately for that hotel. Had it had great reviews, and um, so basically we got the hotel for eighteen days. For well, for about fourteen of the days yeah. of the eighteen, we did um, the same in Iceland for free. The the hotel um, we stayed at in Iceland that was a relatively new hotel, but I didn't pay anything. I paid for one day mm-hmm. of that hotel. If you go on Travelocity now or Expedia or any of those sites. That hotel is $250 a night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we paid for round-trip airfare mm-hmm. and the hotel $1,000 a person. Yeah, for four days. No. Or five days. Uh, five days. Five days. Yeah, five days. So, yeah. So, um, that's how we can travel a lot. That's how we can, you know, go on multiple trips a year is because we, you know, we, again, look for the deals and, and, and honey, you're just really good at I, I just, I just know. I He's a good researcher, and um, he just spends time in there and looks and is uh, like, I mean, hey, I found this deal. You know. Do you want to go to here or there? We make our, like, travel bucket list. Yeah. And periodically we'll check it. And then once you kind of get on some of these email lists, they'll send you a bunch of stuff, and you just sort of watch out for the deals. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, I'm not going to throw any company names. We already mentioned one. But they'll, they'll send a, hey, we're having a special this month for the next 15 days because maybe this trip is... Uh, travel off season, folks. I know everybody wants to travel during the summer when it's really nice and super mm-hmm. warm. Uh, I will tell you that when you're packed in with seven thousand other people, mm-hmm. that that heat's really annoying. Yeah, um, and if you're trying, especially to... if you can't, if there's no public bathrooms because you just it's not America. You just can't yeah. go to the bathroom, right? Everywhere mm-hmm. you're, you're going to yeah. have to find a spot that actually. Either one, you're going to have to buy food or something to yeah. actually use the bathroom and then pay to use the bathroom on top of your food a lot of times. Yep. Uh, or you're going to have to find a public one mm-hmm. where there's a person standing there taking your money to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So it, it's much better to go in the in what they call the off-peak season. So what the companies do is they go, okay, well, we have a trip going to Central Europe in November. No, it's going to be a little bit chilly. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad. It no, was it wasn't 50s, bad at all. 50s, maybe mm-hmm. lows in the 30s at night, right? Mm-hmm. So you put a jacket on. But we ended up saving, I think it was like $800 a person. And the company will send you a thing of, hey, if you book this now for these dates eight months from now, 
Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'll tell you, you know, get the insurance in case you do have to cancel because eight months away, again, as we're saying. Anything can happen in eight months, right? Yeah, we're mm-hmm. saying, you know, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if you book now because we need so many people to go on this trip, they'll give you $800 off per per person or yeah. $800 off the second purple because, you know, or, or purple, geez, uh, person. Um, and so... That, that is really good. Um, if your kids are young and still in school, that might be a little bit harder. And, you know, we realize that. Um, just we, the, we just couldn't, leave the kids. Just yeah. leave the kids we couldn't really do this kind of traveling, I don't think, when our kids were younger. Were younger. No. no. We used to take smaller trips to, um, to like, Georgia and, and rent a cabin, um, which vacation rental by owner is another really great one, or, like, Airbnb. A lot of those are really popular now, and you probably know about those. Um, but those are great places that you can look up and, and go, you know, a little closer to your house. But it's cheaper than a hotel. You can stay in a beautiful, in, a, in this case, you know, log cabin that is a home, uh, multiple bedrooms, full kitchen. You can buy some groceries and save some money making some meals at home. You can wash your clothes nine times out of ten and go home with clean laundry. Like, that is worth it right there. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're getting a little bit long here for a podcast, right? And so we hope we're entertaining or at least i'm entertaining i'm usually the entertaining one um but one thing i I would highly suggest we we happen to have at&t for cell phone providers i know everybody has different providers so i can't speak for any of them right but at&t in almost every country we've ever been to they have a ten dollar per day international rate so you have the same phone plan in any country in europe that you have here in the United States. So unlimited texting, unlimited calling, unlimited data. Trust me, if you do not have that, it will get very expensive or you're gonna have to get your phone unlocked and buy a SIM card uh, over in that country to install in your phone yeah. and activate it. Um, so for $10 a day, it's worth it for, for yeah, me Yeah, depending on how long you know, you're you know, going. I'm not, yeah. I'm not Rockefeller here, but for $10 a day, which you know most yeah. of everybody spends at McDonald's on a, yeah. on a regular mm-hmm. meal, for themselves uh it's worth having a phone i i will tell you the the iphone personally this is what, what i have um the maps on it the maps app is really good but google maps is a must yeah because if you don't know where you are you can pin where your hotel is walk anywhere and say i need to get back here yeah and it'll give, and it'll you, the give you the walking directions it'll give you the public bus. transportation when direction. we were in norway we, we and i i honestly even being what i do for a living in computers i never really looked because in america we don't really use yeah well where we live yeah we live in the suburbs and you know in, everybody in, drives in norway they don't really have private vehicles per se it's it's mostly all public transportation um so on Google Maps, you can change it to, oh, no, I'm not in a car. I want to walk. Okay, well, here's how to do it by walk walking. Here's the fastest route. Uh, has some hills. It'll even tell you. Has some hills or this is mainly flat, right? Uh, but then you can tr- you can switch it to tram and trolley. Or bus. Or bus or train. Subway, yeah. Mm. And it'll actually have the schedule on there and say, get on this bus that's showing up in five minutes, walk 50 meters this way to get on it. Yeah, it really helped us a lot. And go five stops. Yeah. It'll tell you, go five stops. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it is a lifesaver. Yeah. Literally a lifesaver. 
the other thing that I found really convenient in Norway, I, don't, I, I didn't see it in the other countries like a Poland and Budapest, stuff like that, was in Norway they had these little tablets, iPhone tablets, that you could book your taxi. Oh, yeah. They were right in the... pickup time, right in the lobby of the hotel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Norway was very high tech. We didn't even have anybody at the desk to check us into the hotel. It was all computerized. And they yeah. gave your keys right through the machine. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So you could say, I need picked up at 6 o'clock in the morning to go to the airport. It'll mm-hmm. tell you, this taxi's coming. Here's the number of it. We'll text you to tell you what your driver's name is if something changes or if the taxi changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be there exactly at this time. And here's how much it's going to cost. Yeah. Yeah, it was really So there convenient. was no worrying about getting ripped off. Yeah. Of like, so, you know, oh, well, I got to get to the airport. I don't have a choice. This guy's going to charge me $300. Mm-hmm. You, you, it was, you knew uh, before. Yeah, it was all, it was flat all fare. pre-arranged. Flat fare. Yeah, that was, that's a smart way, too, if you do have to take a taxi. And but we had that in uh, in Budapest, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with uh, the photo It'll cost you $15 taxi. to mm-hmm. go from the airport to the hotel. Would you yeah. like the taxi? Yeah. Which taxi would you want? This one's 15, this one's 17, this one's 14. Yeah, it was like comparative shopping. Yeah, it was really it was really good. So you can have a lot of fun traveling. You can find a cheap way to do it. We'll, um, we'll share more tips as we go along. If you, um, you know, have some questions or need some ideas or um, anything like that, feel free to leave something in the comments and we'll do our best um, to answer the question three weeks because we'll be in switzerland and we'll yeah and we'll be in switzerland next um if you want to um us to talk about a topic more specifically like if you would like us to tell you about um you know poland and different things there or budapest or things like that um we'll do another podcast and talk about those specific places so um please give feedback in your comments and let us know what you would like to hear so um just wanted to introduce um you know ourselves and give you a little background on us and kind of how we started traveling in our detour moments and um we hope that you got some good information so we will sign off for today and hope to hear from you soon thanks for talking and happy traveling thanks for recording with me honey yep not a problem all right bye-bye have a good day